Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. There is a major battle raging across the nations of the world. The battle, this kind of battle, is not fought with conventional or natural or physical weapons. But it is fought with thoughts, with words, as well as actions. The battleground is the mind. Whoever controls the thoughts and the mind of people will ultimately control their destiny. The predominant weapon that the enemy uses to subdue and enslave the mind is the force of fear. You know, often we hear Christians say, God is in control, meaning that he is in control of everyone and everything that is taking place. Well, if he is in control, then he's surely making a mess of things. No, God is not in control of everything. Though he's sovereign, he is not in control of everything and everyone. God is only in control of those who believe in him, and have yielded their lives to his lordship and sovereign authority. He is not in control of the sinner, nor is he control of the unbeliever. Now, the battle will be won by whoever has control of your mind. The mind of the fearful will be defeated. But the mind of the wise will always overcome. That is a spiritual mind. According to Proverbs chapter 24, in the opening verses, the word of God says that the wise are strong and the people who possess knowledge, the knowledge of God, will increase in strength. And by wise counsel, they will wage war against the enemy who has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. This is how we as believers fight our battles. So my task today is to arm you with knowledge. Arming you with knowledge and wise counsel is arming you with spiritual strength. I want to arm you with the knowledge of God. And by giving you wise counsel, I'm equipping you to fight your own battles, wage your own war against the enemies of your soul. Whoever your enemy is or whatever you are facing right now, you can overcome if you receive and act on the counsel of the Lord. That is a promise from God. 
And I'm speaking also from experience. I fought many battles over the course of 44 years in serving the Lord, both on a personal level as well as on a ministry level. The first one I fought, I recall, was 44 years ago when the devil tried to destroy my life. Wise counsel led me to receive Christ as my Savior and Lord, and through faith in his blood, I overcame. Remember the scripture in the book of Revelation that says in chapter 12, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, having not loved their lives unto death. The second most fiercest battle I fought was against the demon who tried to wreck and destroy my marriage. Boy, did I fight that battle. Again, the wise counsel of the Lord empowered and strengthened me against this enemy and enabled me to overcome and defeat this demon. Thank God for his grace. Thank God for his word. And thank God for the spirit that leads and guides us through these battles. Many other battles I fought. But by the grace of God, and by the grace of God, I overcame. But time will not allow me to elaborate. Suffice to say, is that God helped me to overcome by giving me wise counsel and teaching me how to fight the fight of faith in each battle. You know, David said of the Lord in Psalm 144, verse 1, Blessed be the rock, my Lord. Oh, blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. What a wonderful testimony. You know, David fought many battles. Most of the battles that David fought and won were physical, one-to-one, flesh-to-flesh. But today, we, our fight and our wrestling is not against flesh and blood. It is against unseen forces, spiritual wickedness that seek to steal and to kill and to destroy that which God has blessed us with. And it is the Lord who teaches us how to fight in each battle by giving us his words of wisdom and guidance. Now, this is what I will endeavor to do in my message today. It is to give you wise counsel by which you will wage your own war against the enemies of your soul. I cannot fight your own battles. I wish I could sometimes. But I can equip you to fight your own battles. And I believe this is the task and responsibility of every shepherd who has been called and anointed by God to take care of God's people and teach and instruct them in the word of righteousness. God said to his covenant people in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15, he said the following. He said, when you return to me, I will give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. That's Jeremiah Chapter 3, verse 15. God promised his people that he will give us shepherds according to his heart, 
and they will feed us with knowledge and understanding. You see, when you receive knowledge and spiritual understanding, you will know. You will know how to fight the good fight of faith. Notice what the Apostle Paul's prayer was all about on behalf of the Colossians. I mentioned this scripture reference at the opening of my message. Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through to 11. Paul writes to the believers and he says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, for all patience and long-suffering with joy. What a spirit-filled prayer, one that we can pray every single day, not just for ourselves, but for our families and for our extended spiritual family. Paul asks God to give the believers in Colossae three things, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. He says, if they receive these three things, they will be able to walk worthy of the Lord. They will also be fully pleasing Him. They will be fruitful in every good work, and they will be strengthened with all might with His glorious power. That is a powerful prayer to pray, and I encourage you to do that. Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Let's pray right now for these three things for ourselves, as well as for our spiritual family. Shall we do that? I will lead you in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your precious word. And we thank you for your spirit who lives within us, leading us and guiding us how to fight our own battles, how to wage our own war against the enemies of our soul. And right now, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you would bless my spiritual family with knowledge, the knowledge that comes from you, with wisdom and with spiritual understanding so that they may walk worthy of you, Lord, fully pleasing you and being fruitful in every good work as they are strengthened with all might by your spirit in the inner man unto all patience and long-suffering with joy. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Now, in fighting the good fight of faith, let's take an example from the man called Jairus, who fought a good fight, the fight of faith. And through his faith, he brought his daughter back from the dead. I'm sure 
if you are a Bible scholar, you've read this miracle often. It's found in Luke's Gospel, chapter 8, verse 41 and 42, verse 49 and 50, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Then a man named Jairus, a leader of the local synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come home with him. His only daughter, who was about 12 years old, was dying. As Jesus went with him, he was surrounded by the crowds. And while, verse 49, while he was still speaking to her, a messenger arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. He told him, your daughter is dead. There is no use troubling the teacher now. But when Jesus heard what had happened, he said to Jairus, Don't be afraid, just have faith, and she will be healed. As soon as Jesus heard that report, immediately he turned to Jairus and he said, Don't be afraid, fear not, only believe and your daughter will be made well. Now, in this portion of Scripture, we see the Lord Jesus demonstrating to us the power of faith. He showed us that no matter how hopeless the situation gets to be, faith in God and His Word will release the tangible presence of God on the scene and will turn any situation around. Faith in God will even reverse the effects of death and decay. Many of us give up too soon. And I want to teach you today to keep the door of faith open. Jairus's faith was richly rewarded when his daughter came back from the dead. What Jesus did for Jairus will also do for anyone of us. Regardless of what you're facing, who you are, where you've come from, and where you're going, Jesus will do the same for you if you refuse to give up on your faith, but continue to stand strong even in the face of overwhelming circumstances. Jairus thought, though, he had to fight first. The miracle didn't just take place. Jairus had to fight the good fight of faith first before he saw and before he experienced the miraculous power of God working on his behalf. His faith was, of course, severely tested. He was opposed by the spirit of fear when the report came to him declaring that his daughter is now dead. Imagine you believe in God and here the report comes the doctor says to you, she's dead. There's no hope. All hope is gone. She's dead. She's gone. Imagine the kind of fear that came against Jairus. Now, this is where many of us give up on God often. We give up on our dreams. When confronted by contradictory circumstances and reports of fear. We tend to let go of our faith and give in to doubt and fear 
when we are confronted by circumstances, by fear, by doubt, by things that do not line up with the promises of God. The reason being why we give in to that and give up on our dream, give up on our relationships. Many have given up on our marriage even. The reason being is that we have not learned how to fight the good fight of faith or keep the door of faith open despite the symptoms we experience or the evidence of what we are seeing in the natural. Jesus, or Jairus rather, remained in faith. Even though, even though the report of his daughter's death came confronting him, he obeyed the Lord's instruction. Don't be afraid, Jairus. Believe only, and your daughter will be made well. Well, I believe these very words that fell from the Master's lips many years ago are still as fresh and powerful today and brought untold comfort and strength to millions of people across the ages. His words are still as powerful today as the day he spoke them. And if you're still enough, when you're facing your enemies of fear and doubt and turmoil, if you just grow quiet enough, you will hear the Spirit of the Lord whispering deep down inside of you, do not be afraid, only believe, and all shall be well with you. When Jesus spoke those words, he was not denying that there was no cause for Jairus to fear. Nor was he denying the fact that the child was in fact dead. He wasn't denying the facts, the natural circumstances. And this is not what we say. We're not denying the contradictory circumstances. They're real. What Jesus was instructing Jairus to do was to keep the door of faith open by not giving in to fear and shutting down the power of God from operating in his situation. You see, Jesus looked beyond the present circumstances and he saw what would happen if Jairus continued to believe. That is, she will be made well if you continue to believe and not fear. If I hear the Lord correctly right now, he's continually speaking these words to every one of us who is tempted to fear, who is tempted to give up on your God-given dream, give up on your relationships, give up on your future, give up on your healing as a result of contradictory circumstances. This is a, this is a huge lesson for us to learn if we're going to learn how to fight the good fight of faith. Fear not, only believe. Fear not, only believe. Keep the door of faith open, regardless of what you see or experience in the natural. Every single one of us will be tempted in our journey of faith, no doubt about that. You will be tempted to give up. You'll be tempted to lose hope. 
you will be tempted to be discouraged. And some of us will be tempted more severely than others. Especially if you are striving to fulfill the will of God in your life. The enemies of faith will severely oppose you and fight you every step of the way. You need to understand that we are in a spiritual battle. Whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, you and I, since the day we say to the Lord Jesus, we receive you and accept you as our Lord and Savior, we've entered the battleground. And you are in a battle. Amen. You are a soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the sooner we learn how to fight the good fight of faith, we'll enjoy victory after victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. I recall the day when I was so severely tempted, the day that I gave up on my dream a number of years ago to establish a local church in the city of Cape Town. I don't think any one of you was with me then except maybe Elise. Um, she was still with us, and I'm sure she recalls that day. I did not give up on the call of God in my life, but, but I did give up on the dream of establishing a local church in the city of Cape Town. And the reason being was because of the tremendous opposition I encountered. Disappointment after disappointment, one setback after another setback, took its toll on my faith, and on Sunday, I'll never forget that day, the 30th of June of 1995, I closed the doors of our church, held our last service, informed the people that I was joining another church, despite the disagreement of my wife. Well, even though I gave up on my dream, God did not give up on my dream. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his grace. And through his mercy and grace, in a few weeks' time, few weeks, maybe a couple of months, he miraculously resurrected my dream, he resurrected my faith, and gave me a brand new congregation with a brand new building fully paid for. Wow, that is God's miraculous Ability to resurrect even that which is dead. Are you listening to me, folks? It's never too late. God is able to resurrect even that which is dead. Just because you encounter opposition, it does not mean that it is not the will of God for you to have what he promised you. I want to encourage you today to hold on to your faith. I want to exhort you to hold on to the dream that God gave you for your life. Hold on to the promises of God. Do not fear. Do not lose hope. Believe only. Keep the door of faith open and you will see and you will experience God's miraculous power and ability working in your situation, making what is impossible, making it possible. As believers, more than ever before, we need to learn how to fight the good fight of faith, how to stand strong 
in the face of contradictory circumstances, refusing to give in to the spirit of fear that seeks to destroy our liberties in Christ and control our very lives. Paul, writing to Timothy, admonishes him, and he says the following to him in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. Learn this verse of Scripture off by heart. It will serve you well. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. He exhorts him and admonishes him, and he says to him, Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold on the life that Christ came to give us. Lay hold on the promises of God that were spoken over you, that were prophesied over you. Wage a good warfare. Fight the good fight of faith to which you are also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Folks, we are constantly being bombarded by fearful reports from morning to evening. Unfounded predictions based on the so-called scientific experts who in reality know very little, if anything at all, causing massive fear and panic among the populations of the world. Every single day, all they communicate in every platform of communication is doom and gloom, giving us a bleak and dark forecasts on the rising number of infections, as well as the number of deaths through this virus. Now listen to what I'm saying, please, and don't say things I have not said. I am not denying the fact that the enemy is real. Nor am I denying the fact that thousands have died from this virus nor am I denying the devastating effect that this has on the economy. What I am denying is the ability of this virus to have any effect on my health or my economy, as well as those within my sphere of influence. Why do I say that? Because I'm a believer. Because I am one who has been redeemed from the curse of the law. According to Galatians chapter 3, verse 14, so are you. You are the redeemed of the Lord. Jesus purchased your soul, your spirit, and your body through his precious blood. And I'm asking you to believe God with me and join your faith with mine on this very issue. I deny the right of these virus to steal my peace or to cause me to fear. I refuse to participate in its fears or in its recession that it brings. How can we maintain this stance of faith? How can we keep the door of faith open? How do we combat this fear? How do we navigate through this minefield of despair and hopelessness? Well, there is only one way, and I'm going to show you how. By listening to the voice of the Spirit within us and by lifting up the standard of faith against the floods of fear and destruction. Isaiah chapter 59 verse 19 
says the following. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Isaiah 59 verse 19. I'm going to read that verse again. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. The standard of the Lord is none other than the word of the Lord, which is the sword of the Spirit. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20 says, My son, or my daughter, attend to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. And I ask the question, what are we to attend to? What is the Lord saying to us? Well, if you sit still for a while, you will hear the voice of the Spirit within. Do not fear. Only believe. Believe what? Believe that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. That's where it's written. Believe. Believe what? Believe that a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Psalm 91. Believe that no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Believe the Lord has given his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. And in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Believe that you shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. All of these are emblems of demons and devils. That's recorded in Psalm 91. Believe that you have been given power and authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Luke chapter 10 verse 19. Did you hear that? Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Believe when it comes to your finances and to your financial welfare. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 says, Believe that God is able to make all grace abound towards you so that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. Faith in God and his promises empowers the believer and releases God to work on the behalf of those who refuse to give in to fear, but continue to believe regardless of the circumstances around them. You know, health experts tell us that we are what we eat. By the same token, spiritually speaking, we are also what we hear, what we choose to hear. That's why Jesus said, be careful what you hear. Take heed what you hear. You see, Fear is communicated through negative reports, and the more you open up yourself to those reports, the more you are controlled or governed by the spirit of fear these reports are communicating. 
and fear when it is allowed to have its way it will twist your mind it will cause you to make irrational emotional and stupid decisions it will oppress your mind and it will control your actions and it will also rob you of every blessing Christ purchased for you on the cross but faith in God releases you empowers you to be whoever God called you to be and to do whatever God called you to do faith in God knows no limitations no restrictions no impossibilities no recessions only possibilities there is no darkness in faith all things are possible Jesus said to him who believes how many things are all things all things are all things who are we listening to are we now listening to man and stop listening to god are we now trusting in the arm of the flesh rather than trusting in the lord jeremiah chapter 17 verse 5 through to 8 says the following thus says the lord cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength whose heart departs from the lord for he shall be like a shrub in the desert shall not see good when it comes but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land which is not inhabited but blessed is the man or the woman who trusts in the lord and whose hope is the lord for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes when crisis comes when famine comes when fear comes when sickness comes but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought nor will cease from yielding fruit jeremiah 17 verse 8 remember this your fears empowers the destroyer but your faith in god empowers the one who blesses you protects you and provides for you you know job said something very profound just after the destroyer had his way with him and destroyed everything he had including the death of his own family listen to what job said after the the calamities have fallen upon him in job 325 he said for the thing i greatly feared has come upon me and what i dreaded has happened to me did you hear that let me repeat that job said for the thing i greatly feared has come upon me and what i dreaded has happened to me you see job lived in fear and dread every single day of his life before these calamities came upon him and listen to this through his fears he tore down the very hedge of protection god placed around him i don't know what you've been taught about job but it's very clear you see god hedged job 
Even the devil said so. He says, you've covered him, you've protected him. But what the devil didn't know was that the hedge was torn down by Job's fears and God had to point it to him when he said, behold, he's in your hands. The word behold means, look, stupid, the hedge is torn. Who tore the hedge? Job, how did he do it? Through his fears. Scripture says that God places a hedge of protection around those who fear him. You can look it up yourself. Psalm 34 verse 7. Look what it says. Psalm 34 verse 7 says, The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. The angel of the Lord encamps around, all around, those who fear him, those who believe, those who trust in him. And what does he do there? Why is he encamping around you? In order to deliver you, to protect you, lest you dash your feet or your foot against the stone, Psalm 91 tells you. Wherever you go, the angel of the Lord goes with you. And he's there to protect you. He's there to deliver you from all evil. Now, God does not tear the hedge down. That hedge of protection is torn down by us. We do the tearing down. And we do so through our fears. Fearful words coming out of our mouths. Fearful actions is one of the primary ways we do so. You can read that in James chapter 3, where he talks about the power of the tongue. Amen. The tongue is the smallest member in our body, yet it contains the deadliest poison. The Bible says that it can set the course of nature on fire through our words. Amen. The book of Proverbs says you are ensnared by the words of your mouth. Proverbs 18 says the power of life and death is in the tongue. It's not in the hands of God. It's in the hands of your tongue and my tongue. When we walk away from God in disobedience is another way that we tear the hedge down. We give our adversaries a cause or a reason and an opening to our life to steal from us, to kill and to destroy. In closing, today I want us to adhere to an admonition the Apostle Peter gives to the church in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. You can turn there with me please. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. This is what Peter says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him. How? Steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. You see, 
the word says he seeks whom he may devour. Amen. But he cannot devour me. And you tell him that. No, you may not devour me. I resist you in the name of Jesus. How do we resist him? By standing strong in our faith. By standing strong in the difficult times. By standing strong against opposition and contradictory circumstances. By refusing to fear. By believing the word of God. I have given you so many scriptural reference today that you can arm yourself with these scriptures, meditate on them, dwell on them, and confess them in faith and stand against the enemy who comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. In closing, I want us to I want to pray a prayer for all of us. As we come to the conclusion of this message, I trust that you've been exhorted and encouraged today to stand strong. Remember, we are not denying the facts. We are not denying the dangers of this virus, nor are we denying the effects and the many people that have died. It's a real enemy out there. But what we do deny is its right to influence me. It's his right to have any dominion over me. Why? Because I am a believer purchased with the blood of Jesus and redeemed from the curse of the law. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus who purchased through his blood our redemption. We decree and declare today that we stand fast in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and we will not entangle ourselves again with the yoke of fear and bondage. We ask in the name of Jesus that you give us a sober mind, one that is vigilant against our adversaries, and teach us how to fight the good fight of faith in resisting these adversaries by being steadfast in our faith. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.